For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You should have a little song, whatever you want, you know, mm. whatever you want. But I just think it, it'll be a nice little preview to, you know, to what we're going to have tomorrow. But 24 hours in, man, and literally 24 hours right now, right? This is the, about yeah. the time I expect the I'm sorry, the announcer to be walking around and announcing the pick for the Houston Texans. Harley, T-minus a day, man. We've been talking about the this pick since, since the Houston Texans won against the Indianapolis Colts. 24 hours in. How do you feel? Are you nervous? Are you excited? What do you think this team's going to do? Look, I'm excited. I, I am excited. Uh, regardless of what I how I feel, I'm excited about the Texans draft party. I'm excited mm. about the vibes. I'm excited about the people. I'm excited about everything, all encompassing the Texans draft party. Am I excited about the pick at number two? I mean... I don't mind the Will Anderson. I don't mind CJ Stroud. I don't mind Bryce Young, of course. Um, but you know, I'm gonna feel a little lackluster if we're there and, and and I'm bumping with the bump box and Roger Goodell's up there and it's Houston Texans. So like Will Levis, quarterback. Kentucky. The mayo drinking, banana raw eating. Son of a gun. <laughs> and he might be your week one quarterback. Ladies and gentlemen, if Will Levis is announced, this might be the the biggest letdown of, of this offseason. You know, you basically tanked. Think about that. You didn't tank. You sucked for, oh, just because you sucked. But you sucked for 18 straight weeks. For Will Maybe Levis. For, yeah, for Will Levis. Fun, huh? Houston sports. Welcome to Houston sports, everybody. Uh, this These are your hosts. We've been living it for our entire childhood. I can go ask my dad how long he's been living in the sad doomsday that is Houston sports. Mm. You know, not too long ago, the Houston Texans put out a tweet. Mm. And I want to get your reaction to this tweet. Okay. Failure is not oh, God. an option. It's a necessity. <sighs> Every misstep is a lesson learned. Every setback, a chance to go stronger. Embrace the struggle and become unstoppable. That tells me either it's going to be Will Levis or the Houston Texans are not going to quarterback. The tone-deaf tweet that came from the Houston Texans on Monday 
the Monday to start I love the you NFL too, draft. Shout out to Patrick Storm. Shout out to that tone-deaf tweet that they started out on Monday for the NFL draft week, we're here looking at other people's posts. And I'm like, man, I'm getting a little excited for, yeah. hell, you know, for hell, even the damn Panthers. You know, you got Luke Keekley talking about yeah. Superman, you know. I was like, okay, okay, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. And then here's the Houston Texans bringing out a cryptic tweet that, just had no feel for what the fan base is right now. A mm. team that this whole offseason has pride themselves into re-engaging with the fan base. Mm. That tweet did anything but push you further away from them. I agree, and I'm glad you said cryptic. I don't want to say it, but when you put something out like this, and, and first of all, a tweet like this is kind of a letdown tweet, right? It's like it said, embrace the suck at the end of the tweet. All I know as a Houston Texans fan has been pain. I'm sorry, since 2002, this team has not done anything for me to be happy about. Nope. I still, at the end of every single Sunday, am upset and hurt by the way this team performed, whether it was in the on Sunday, whether it was when when uh, Jacoby Jones dropped that pun at, uh, against the Baltimore Ravens, whether it was the Brock Osweiler in interception late in the Patriots game, I know pain. Whether it was losing Deshaun Watson, I know pain as a Houston Texans fan. You cannot tell me to embrace the suck and, you know, good times are ahead. And then draft the dude who puts mayonnaise in his damn coffee. Harley, we make videos, bro. And not once have we ever thought about doing something stupid like that. Not once have we ate a brown banana raw. The long way. Ooh. Ooh. And Cause? here, and <laughs> I'm just, hmm. I'm, the, this has been the most exciting draft for the Houston Texans in a very long time only because I don't know what the hell they are going to do. And like you said, you are hyped for the draft party. I am hype as well. We will be there tomorrow. We're going to try to get there around 530, uh, you know, 5, 530. I'm going to have a cooler with me. Hardy's going to have something special so we can have a great time. If you're going to be there, let us know. Follow me on Twitter at 713. Follow the lead at the lead underscore Houston. And all we're going to do is just wait. Because honestly, Harley, the one thing that we could say is no one knows what this team is going to do because the Houston Texans haven't leaked anything. No, they haven't. Texans have, well, Nick Casario, classic New England Patriots style, has clipped everything close to him. Um, I mean, this isn't necessarily shocking, I would say. Uh, we all kind of expected this. We didn't know nothing last year either. I yeah. mean, hell, up to draft day, a lot of people were thinking we're getting we're gonna get Icky Kwanu, you know. Uh. Goodness gracious, I'm glad that didn't happen. There was more people going, oh, maybe it is gonna be Sauce Gardner, you know, and Which then it should have been. You know, eh, I don't know about nah. that, but uh, you know, we can have that discussion for another day. I don't think so. Uh, but 
<laughs> Derek Stingley ultimately ended up being the pick, which will ultimately be the right pick in many years. And, shout, uh, out to Derek <clears throat> shout out to the guy who, if you want to check him out, he will be at the draft party, by the way. The whole 2022 draft class. How do you feel about them? Okay, because the Houston Texans media, they've been on something the past couple of days. They put out a Coachella lineup with Bumby and Lil Kiki. Shout out to them, Paul Wall, also. Uh, they have googly eyes being sent out as well as J.J. Watt. We come to find out that J.J. Watt is retiring as a Houston Texans. No surprise there. Yeah. Um, I, I'm thinking he shows up at the draft party. Oh, man. If he's there at the draft party, I mean, that's already getting me semi-hard right now. Like, you... Let's be real. Let's be real. Okay. <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> All right, bro. Um, I mean, I mean, okay. If JJ Watt is going there, wouldn't you expect something from this Houston Texans team? Something exciting? You, you know, you also put out OG Houston rappers, man. Like, like the Houston Texans haven't won anything. Yet they're bringing out all this firepower to obviously, you know, get the crowd involved and get the city excited forward, right? Already there's going to be more people than last year's, right? Me and you try to get those VIP tickets and they were already sold out. Jesus, my goodness. Do you think the Houston Texans have something up their their sleeve? (sighs) No, I am 100% sober. If, If anybody knows... How I am, Ruben would know how how I am. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, the boy Holly starts screaming. Woo! <laughs> look, um, when you look at the draft party last year, I had the VIP access. Look, they had the they had the whole draft class there last year. I mm-hmm. do remember seeing Bun B there. Yeah, um, but I don't remember seeing the rest of this lineup that we're gonna have. Neither did they perform. So I didn't. We didn't have performances from no. them. Um, but yeah, all of the draft class was there last year. Uh, Cal McNair was there. You want to know, check out the video. He's in yeah. my video, which was amazing. Uh, and then that was basically it. You had the VIP tent, you know, everything. Cecil Shorts was there, which he'll be there again. Um, you can take pictures with the players, all that good stuff. This year, oh, and you had Texans legends, OGs, you know. Yeah. Out of your Wade Smiths, your Travis Johnsons, and some other former Houston Texans. Uh, so I guess pineapple goes on pizza. You know what, guys? Don't knock it till you try. It's because Hardy's a swinger. That's why he has those pineapples on his uh, on his. <laughs> on his we, we we love we love pineapple on pizza, man. We love pineapple on pizza. We we go a little radical over here on this side. No, uh, bro, we love it. And anyway, hey, if I'm eating pineapple on Apple Store tacos, I mean, I'm eating pineapple on my pizza. I mean, come on now. Anyway, anyway, when you go into this year and you look at the draft party and everything that's encompassing, yeah, there's a lot of big names. You're having a Coachella performance, like you said, uh, in maybe the Houston Texans. Maybe, maybe they want us to get extremely hyped for the draft party. And maybe they're either A, pulling the bluff of the Carolina Panthers, and they do not take Bryce Young, and maybe – Hope is still alive. Maybe Leia Skywalker is somewhere saying, you're my only hope, Obi-Wan. Oh, Maybe. Or maybe we swing a trade. You're pulling out the Star Wars references now. I mean, maybe we swing a trade. What if we swing a trade to number one? 
If you want us to get hyped, you have all the people there to get us hyped. Now do something that is equivalent to the surroundings. And that equivalency would be a trade to number one. Mm. Get your damn quarterback. Mm. Sign me up for the Mm. next 10 to 18 years of Bryce Young, all Mm. three eights, 37 pounds of them. Mm. We love it. And let us have a grand old ball. I don't even care. Pick him. I'm happy. We're celebrating. We're drinking. And we're leaving. And we're leaving happy and excited. You throw out a Star Wars reference. I'm going to throw out an H-Town reference. Shout out to my man ESPN. I'm damned if I do. I'm damned if I don't. If you like the guy, you go out and get him. Harley, I am fully on board with the Houston Texans trading up that number one pick because we also just heard today from Ian Rappaport that although there may not be a lot of talk surrounding the number two pick, however, the Houston Texans at 12 have been busy and they have been talking about either trading down or trading up. I think there was a mock draft that was just put out where it had the Houston Texans taking CG stride at two and then trading up with the Arizona Cardinals to take Will Anderson Jr. at three. Yeah, look, hey, um, I think we've all known about the rumblings around pick 12. We've all felt that, you know, yeah, we want Jackson Smith and Jigba. Excuse me. But there has been rumblings around a trade, you know, and that (laughs) crazy idea there. Um, I, I don't. I don't disagree. I don't Didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Not sure how possible that will happen. Um, but look, yeah, the rumblings around number twelve and a potential trade down, trade up, either or. The Houston Texans are listening. That shouldn't be surprising to anybody. Nah. Nick Casario is a guy that's been heavy on trades in pre in his previous two drafts. Mm-hmm. So we all knew that the Houston Texans were going to make a trade. They have numerous, numerous day three picks, and they're not going to use all of them. They're yeah. definitely trading some of them away, and they're definitely trading it away for either next year or up for this year. It, 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 so this isn't surprising to me. If they do trade all the way up to three, yeah, wow, or you know anywhere else on the board, if let, let's say Will Anderson hasn't been taken and it's mm. already pick five, or pick six, mm. which I, I can't see. I can't see it. But if he's still there, Houston Texans, love him. Do it. Why not? Trade up for him. Hey, if you're ending the draft with C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson, slam dunk, sign me up, Connor McGregor me, I'm down. I am down. And if Ranch goes on pizza or not, absolutely. If you don't go to Mod Pizza and get the finishing ranch, on the top of your mod pizza there's you you just you're just not living life to its fullest no i am fully on board for you know the trading aspect of this draft because nick casario has shown that he's willing to pull the trigger right he traded up for nico collins he traded up for john Minchie and christian here speaking of john Minchie, it was great to see him at our otas man and honestly good to see you know this houston texans team really get together again according to uh head coach D'Amico Ryan's everyone is there even uh number 10 himself davis mills who if i'm davis mills i'm kind of thinking Hey, is there a chance I might be in contention to start next year in my year three with the rumors that we might not even take a quarterback at two? This is where we get into it, Harley, because everyone loves to bring up next year. 
Right. Yeah. And the quarterbacks next year, Caleb Williams, Drake May, potential studs. Bonafide. There is the other route of the Houston Texans. And do you see them waiting for a quarterback next year? Like you said, let's say they take a Will Anderson at 12. And then they go to 12 and trade back, which we expect them to do, and get something that's not a quarterback. I think there's a good chance, Harley, at the end of this draft, we might not take a QB in maybe the top three rounds. Um, I'll just say, I, I'd be shocked if they don't pick a quarterback. Very shocked. Um, I mean, that would be poor roster management from Nick Casario. You've heard me say that multiple times. Uh, it, that's overall what my deal is with not taking a quarterback. I don't want to take a quarterback just to take a quarterback. hundred percent. I just think it's poor roster management that you have not addressed that position whatsoever. EJ Perry and Case Keenum coming in to compete with Davis Mills. That sounds like the most horrible, disgusting uh, nightmare that I had. And I'm actually waking up to it in its reality. Okay, that's not what I want happening. The Houston Texans could trade up next year. They yeah. could. And in a perfect scenario, that is an amazing situation where everything goes right and you're down there with a, let's say, top seven pick. And you still showed somewhat of a progression. You had some, I hate to say that, but injuries that actually helped your record be that low. Mm. And... You're down there, and in a perfect world, yeah. Caleb Williams, Drake May, yeah. One of those two guys, if not both of them, are the best quarterback in this draft, especially Caleb Williams. I'm hooked on Caleb Williams. Uh, but <laughs> let me remind people that we had the number one overall pick secured since week three. I thought you didn't want to bring this up. And we messed it up. We did, right? That's pretty much consensus. Go ahead. If the Houston Texans have an opportunity next year to draft Kayla Williams or Drake May, my immediate question is, how are they going to mess it up? Because this is Houston sports. Yes. Welcome to the Astros, Rockets, and Texans. Besides, even though the Ro Astros are doing my thing right now, okay, Astros kicking ass, taking names, all right? I don't care. Astros are doing great. Shout I love out to the Rockets getting a new head coach. Hey, man, Ime Udoka, look, man. Hey. He, he might he might have to take. Hey, he might be not. clapping on the side, but he could coach, man. Exactly, right? Like, that shiny forehead of his is definitely blinding some women, and he is pouncing on them, okay? That is how he is getting it. The Houston Texans are still in the dark cloud of Houston sports. Yeah. And I just can't see a scenario where you do that. I can't see it happening. You have to have a perfect situation. The Bears this year, yeah, they had the number one overall pick. They ended up trading it away. That could be you. You could be the Panthers next year and going all the way up to one. But who's to say that if it's the Chicago Bears and Caleb Williams and Drake Mayo there and they're going, and they're looking at Justin Fields, they're looking at Caleb Williams, and they're going, hmm, I don't know if I want to trade out of this one. Maybe I could get more, just as much value in trading away Justin Fields and grabbing Kayla Williams or Drake May. Why would anybody, if we don't land at one or two, why would anybody want to trade with you? 
Just because mm-hmm. you have all the assets to give yeah. them, yeah, you have it all. But there is nothing, nothing in this football world worth more than quarterback. It is the most important position in football. And when you have an elite quarterback, you dominate. You will dominate the the respective conference for many, many, many years to go. And I just think, man, because of the Houston Texans history, right? I could say there's maybe two quarterbacks who you really feel confident about. Number one was Matt Schaub. Mm. Number two was Deshaun Watson. Now, mm. this team has been around since 2002. I I thought in high school I was going to see a Lombardi Trophy here in Houston. Like you just said, Harley, quarterback is the most important spot. Now, you talk about that Week 18 matchup against the Colts. This conversation that we are having today would be totally different if they have lost that game. Now, this is the last time I'm going to talk about it because I I even watched the highlights yesterday just to get myself even more pissed off <laughs> for the NFL draft. Because, Why would you do bro, that to like, yourself? Why would you do that to yourself? Because I, you know, I understand when people say, oh, you played to win the football game. I'm sorry, man. We're not athletes anymore, Harley. We're just NPCs on someone's franchise. Man, we are watching them play football. We now, as fans, have to worry about business, like Triple H always says. I always do what's best for business. And what was best for business was losing that game against the Colts. Fast forward to right now, we are living with the idea of this Houston Texans might take Will Levis. They might not take a quarterback. They might wow. take C.J. Stroud because they might be forced to take C.J. Stroud. I'm not entirely sold on C.J. Stroud either. Okay. But what helps me sell him is the system you have. That is what helps me sell a C.J. Stroud. If someone that his caliber of quarterback, a number two general consensus quarterback, like – if he cannot succeed in this system where I've seen other lackluster quarterbacks yep. have success, okay, we saw what TJ Yates did yep. with this team. And I know the rest of that team was just superpowers, okay? We had a top five offensive line, top five running back, top five wide receiver, and top five defense, you know? So, like, and maybe even top five tight end and Owen Daniels are top 10, you can argue. Mm-hmm. So, I understand that that whole team was helpful to almost any quarterback you would have had. But, you know, someone like C.J. Stroud, who is better than T.J. Yates, who should be better than Brock Purdy. Mm. I mean, mystery relevant compared to the pick number two. Like, I mean, hindsight is C.J. Stroud should be better. So, yeah, I have my doubts around C.J. Stroud, and a lot of people misconstrue that to, oh, you just don't want C.J. Stroud. You don't like him. No, I'm not – yeah, I have my doubts, I have my worries, but I'm seeing what this system has done for quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud has really good accuracy, and the Houston Texans system thrives. This offense thrives off accurate quarterback play. Matt Schaub was a very accurate quarterback. There was many times he's throwing that ball to Andre, and Andre's like, oh, crap, let me go back and get it. You know, so <laughs> we've seen that all the time. C.J. Stroud should have should have success in this system and that's why i would take him personally at two 
Yeah, and then the uh, like you just said about the offense, he's going to come and is very QB friendly. There is also QB coach Gerard Johnson, who no one is talking about, right? This is someone who, you know, who we think can develop QBs for the future. No, I'm, I am not sold on CJ Stroud either just yet. You know, I saw that game against you know the Georgia Bulldogs, and that made me like him a little bit much more when they were consistently in the backfield and everything that we praised Bryce Young for doing, right? Creating in the pocket when shit breaks down. See, just was doing that in five and, you know, and finding Marvin Harrison. It's just, why didn't you win in Natty? Why didn't you win the Heisman? You had almost five first round wide receivers. One of the best offensive lines in college football yet. You weren't, you didn't get there. Look, the big 10 is not, which doesn't help the argument. The Big Ten is not a great division uh, or conference, whatever. The Big Ten is not good, okay, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, Penn State, mm, whatever. Uh, Ohio State, in terms of talent, should roll that the Big Ten. They should roll them. They ended up losing. They ended up not, you know, and then they ended up having a hell of a game against Georgia. Hell of a game. I'm sorry, C.J. Stroud had, what, a month to prepare Mm. for this game? You know, like, um, okay, you're not going to have a month to prepare for any game in the NFL. No. Okay, now. Not even the Super Bowl. No, not even the Super Bowl. You get, what, two weeks, a week? I mean, come on now. That's about it. So, C.J. Stroud, where now and then I also question, why did he run a lot more in Georgia? I understand that that's what the defense was giving him. Why didn't I see that more? Mm. Is he comfortable running? Is he not comfortable running? Like, these are question marks that I have for him. Is he good under pressure? Because there is several, several stats where he has a under 40% completion percentage when he's under duress, when he's under pressure. It is not good. It is not good at all. And in the NFL, if they sniff out, you suck under pressure, <laughs> those defensive coordinators are just going to pin their ears back. And they're going to go. At go you. Yeah, exactly. They're going to go at you left, right, up the middle. Doesn't matter. They're coming at you. And C.J. Stroud's got to learn how to adapt. And I still believe, I still want to believe that in this system he can be successful and there's going to be, you know, right adjustments. I feel like we have a – I just, I feel – I don't know this, okay? This is all opinion. I feel like we have a smart coaching staff. I feel like we have a smart – overall staff that would adjust during the game or at halftime. I would feel that way, you know? And so that should make CJ Stroud more comfortable. These are all hypotheticals. These are all just opinions. I would take CJ Stroud though at number two. I would. Yes. I'm not understanding the Hendon Hooker hype. I have better knees than him. He was in a gimmicky offense over there in Tennessee but yet I've seen him up here around six times. No, I think it is CJ shot at two. I think you can't afford to pass him up. He's done enough to warrant being the second quarterback being taken. Hell, when the Carolinas, I'm, I'm sorry, like when, when, when the Panthers traded up, we thought it was for CJ shot. It's true. Up until he meets with the Panthers and it's like, oh, it's clear cut. It is Bryce Young. I think CJ Shroud would do great things here in Houston. I think the Texans added enough around their offense, you know, to 
welcome a C.J. Stroud or Will Levis, right? Our boy John Crumpler said that if Will Levis was drafted to the Texans, he would immediately have a great supporting cast. And we've our offense is one center away. Um, we got a good one-two running back, you know, with Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. I just it just needs to come down to the player himself. And then CJ Shroud, I don't know if you heard what he said about the S2 test today. <laughs> he said, I'm not a I'm a football player, I'm not a test taker. He's like, if I'm not the smartest quarterback in the NFL draft, I know when I'm in the NFL, I'll be the smartest quarterback. I don't know if shots, that's how that man. works, but I mean he's throwing his shots, right? I don't blame him. He's probably really upset about this. His stock seems like it's falling. I don't really necessarily blame him. Um, could he be a little bit more professional about it? Maybe. I, I don't really care. I like guys that are a little off the cuff a little bit. You know, they show express a little emotion. I enjoy that a lot. I really do. Um, CJ Stroud just, you know, he's just upset, man. I don't blame mm. him. He scored an 18 fucking percent on an S2 test. Like, Dude, how dumb are you? <laughs> I mean, we got this guy, Will Levis, over here drinking mayonnaise and coffee and eating black raw bananas with the peel on. And this man goes out there and aces the S2 test. I mean, what are we doing, CJ? What are we doing? Come on. For any of you guys who don't know what the S2 test is, it's called the S2 Cognition it's to really determine where the quarterback's brain is at, how quickly they react to certain situations. Some QBs who have done really good, Brock Purdy, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Bryce Young did very good. Apparently, C.J. Stroud was one of the worst out of all the quarterbacks tested in the 18th percentile. There were some... There were some tweets where, like, if I had five apples, CJ, and I take away three, how many do I have? Man, it's just it, – it goes back to what I said, bro. If there is so – if me and you are having these questions here on the live. Yeah. Shouldn't general manager Nick Casario have these questions? I think when you're at pick two, it needs to be bona fide this is the guy or not. When the New York Jets took Zach Wilson, regardless how it has played out, they knew he was the guy. They were calling him Mormon Mahomes. Like, Gross. it was – he is the number two pick. Yeah, hey. You know, quarterback will make you look the silliest. Yes. I mean, we're all going to be wrong about these guys at the end of the day, it feels like. Something's going to happen dramatically, and it always goes down to what teams they get drafted to, what situations they go into, what system provided the most for them, you know. So that's always going to come into effect. Um, I do want to get into the one comment there where it says, you know, does the eye test tell you Stroud cognition 18 versus that of Will Levis? You know, go watch the games again. The as much as I agree, I do agree. The eye test does tell you that, that yeah. CJ Stroud's a lot better than Will Levis, okay? A lot better. But until someone deflects away from the S2 test, what am I talking about? I'm talking about there's a direct correlation between success on the S2 test 
in success at the NFL level as a quarterback. Direct. There's no there's no up and down. No. It's if you score high in the test, you are a good quarterback, a damn good quarterback in the NFL. And so we're just going off the correlation. These media guys, everyone that's caught on to it, has all been saying, yeah, they – yeah, how about them Strohs, boys? Shout out again against the best offensive team in baseball and back-to-back games. Boys, let's go. Woo-woo. Anyway, let me get back to it. Until there, someone comes away, and, and that would be C.J. Stroud, for example. Yes. He had an 18% chance. 18% on the S2 test. If he has a great NFL career, boom, you got one outlier right there. And now people are going to be like, okay, maybe the S2 test isn't as prominent as we think it is. We have someone that's outperformed it. Look how, how what he's been doing. So, you know, now you're going to have to take into effect some other outcomes of the S2 test. But as of right now, until someone – strays away from that direct correlation i mean <laughs> it, it's bad in a thousand right now yeah and lively shout out to you man i've seen you on my channel i've seen you on harley's i've seen you oh, on yeah, everyone yeah. else you're very yeah, tapped into the Our houston girl, texas girl. man yeah <laughs> shout out to you for always it's- you know being a you know a listener and and a watcher and his you know his quote here Wait till you pass on him and your division rival takes him, and then you will find out twice a year for the next 15 years. Enjoy the beatdowns. And it's just, you're going to have to live with this. But if you don't think he's the guy, then I'm sorry, you don't think he's the guy. And if and if Nick Casario Fs this up, if you F up number two, right? If you like, let's say you go Will Anderson, and regardless how Will Anderson plays, right? Let's say CJ Shaw just lights it up. Everyone's going to be asking for this job, man. Well, I mean, there's already – we already had the rumblings before two weeks, three weeks ago, which feels like a, almost six months ago now, that Nick Casario, and he had to quote the Wolf of Wall Street, you know, I'm coming back, you know, like, okay, cool, that's awesome, good for you. If he still fails this draft, I don't see him surviving this yeah. off. Like, if this draft is – not good at all where maybe it does happen. CJ Stroud ends up being a badass quarterback and you didn't take him. Eh, okay. Yeah. Your head's going to be on the chopping block, man. But I mean, if CJ Stroud goes to the Colts, I have no problem making those horses, my little ponies. Okay. I have, I have no problem whatsoever. Okay. If he wants to go to the Colts and they want to Face us two times a week, two times a year with CJ Stroud. Yeah. They want to take him. Come on with it. Come yeah. on with it. I, I, I am accepting the challenge. I have no problem. Okay, okay, bro. I thought I was the outlier. Shout out to you, dude. Because I'm on the same page, man. And Henry Drag, you asked this question on last stream. Uh, Ivan Pace from Cincinnati. I think he's very mm. good. However, they mm. uh, they have met with um, what's his name from Texas. Uh, DeMarvian Overshone. Yes. They've met with him many times. I think that would be your answer to QB. Um, but shout out to you, Henry, man. Always commenting and always, uh, you know, on the videos. And shout out to all you Texans fans, man. 48 people in here deep. We are waiting hardly to know what the hell is going to, you know, going to happen at number two. If you guys are going to the draft party tomorrow, let us know. Me and Harley will be there. I'm going to have a cooler. He has something special. We're going to have a – oh, 
go ahead. I'll go ahead and talk. James Fackler, he said, not saying Shad is less of a QB than Levis, but the OSU has had a track record of a system of QBs being successful in that system and trash in the NFL. No, absolutely, man. I think all this has to tie into whether or not you think C.J. Stroud is going to be the QB at two. You already see, Harley. What is it, brother? Let us know. Look, man, we, we're, we're, we're going to come into this draft party hyped, okay? Okay. We got to go in there hyped, okay? And no one else has had the great idea of trying to impersonate one of the hires that the Houston Texans have made, all right? The bump box rocking Nick Cray, okay? We, we, we got the bump box here. We got the stickers for the lead right here. This is owned personally by me. I bought it for draft party purposes. We are going to be there. We are going to be bumping. We're going to be playing some music. We're going to get live. We're going to get a little tipsy probably. And it's all for good fun. It's well, a little bit of both. There's yeah, nothing wrong both. with that. There's nothing wrong with whatsoever. Okay. We are going to have some fun. The vibes are going to be immaculate regardless of who they pick, unless it's like Clayton Tune. The Houston Texans draft party is going to be absolutely one to remember. I will tell you that now. Absolutely one to remember. We're going to be bumming that SPM, that that Bumby, that Peso Pluma. Here we go. Man, I am excited, man. I am excited, dude. Please go to the Houston Texans draft party, man. We're going to be there. Uh, we're going to try to have a great time here and just wait to whatever the hell the Houston Texans are going to do. 11 Bravo said, if Bryce Young is gone at two, best go available or trade down. No, we feel that as well. Harley, we've talked about pick two enough. At pick 12, I am coming to the conclusion, not the conclusion, but I am warming up to the idea of B. John Robinson being there available at 12. And I am getting ecstatic because I think about, well, what is going to help C.J. Stroud more? A wide receiver or maybe the best player in the draft in B. John Robinson. And I'm thinking, man, I might take B. John over a wide receiver here. Look, uh, I'm not one that is ever advocating for a running back in the first round. Uh, unless you're just like at the bottom five picks of the first round. Um, but... B. John Robinson is special. Special. Absolutely special. And, and I would be I would be ignorant to say otherwise. I would be ignorant to continue aligning my views of the running back position to someone like B. John Robinson. B. John looks like an immediate, immediate duo, running back duo of top 10 running back duo with him and Damian Pierce. I mean, that would be just elite work, absolutely elite work. B. John Robinson is someone that can go out wide for you. Uh, he's a very good receiver. Uh, he can catch and pass block and do everything else well for you. Damian Pierce is more of the bruiser guy. He's going to be the one running in between the tackles. I'd like to see more out of him as a pass catcher. Uh, I, I don't know how well he still is at it. Uh, he's a fantastic pass blocker. We saw that multiple times last year. Pairing him up with B. John Robinson is something that I am definitely extremely excited about. But if they pick a quarterback at two, 
I don't know if I want B. John. They pick Will Anderson at two, then I'm taking B. John Robinson. Mm. Okay, Will Anderson at two, B. John at twelve. I'm excited. A plus. I'm saying A plus. No problem. I could do that. I rock with it. Another guy or another position is the wide receiver. Now at twelve, I think it either had. I mean, I think it's JSN at twelve if he's there. I don't think he lasts to the late teens if you decide to trade back, which I hope the Houston Texans do, and they take like a potential Zay Flowers. I do love what JSN brings to this Houston Texans team, especially if he's tied with CJ Shroud, right? And they're in their very good year together. He had 1,590 something yards and mm. 10 plus touchdowns, just a dynamic wide receiver when healthy was limited to a hamstring injury. But. 12 is very interesting. I think they need to trade back. I think that they need a center and an edge. And lastly, Harley, I did this mock draft, and I need you to react to it. Okay. I went C.J. Stroud at 2. I went B. John Robinson at 12. I went Felix Anudike Uzama, edge rush from Kansas State at 33. Luke Whipler at 65 and tank Dell at 73 and that is the first five picks for your houston texans how are you feeling definitely excited about day one cj stroud b john robinson i can get behind the idea of b john robinson at 12 even if you take a quarterback mm. just because of how good he is um but man that day one is just Oh, we're going we're gonna to be blasting out loud. We're going to be having some fun yeah. with all of that. Um, and then uh, Unudike Uzama, fantastic edge rusher. Uh, getting him at 33 to me is a steal. I think he should go higher. Uh, he probably doesn't, though. Uh, I think he deserves to go higher. He's a fantastic edge rusher. Can play that wide nine system for you. Really good. Just overall guy. Um, and then who is the other two? Luke I went Luke Whippler and Tank Dell. I don't mind Luke Whippler. Uh, I like the connection that he has with CJ Stroud. Yeah. So that's obviously a plus. Uh, both Ohio State guys. Um, with Luke Whippler, I you know I don't mind it. The scheme, the system. Hopefully he could fit it. He can work with it. Um, I think he can. At the end of the mm. day, it's going to take a little bit of an adjustment for him. Um, but zone blocking scheme, we've seen worse offensive linemen. We had Mike Brazel here, and he turned out to be a damn good right guard for you. Mm-hmm. Was, I mean, Wade Smith wasn't really anybody either, came here and was fantastic in his own blocking scheme. And then you ended up with Tank Dell. Uh, I love Tank Dell. I really do. I have a bias for him. I love we my are doing, Who's yeah. house. Who's house. We love Tank Dell. Okay. Um, I am worrisome about, you know, the, his overall size, which mm-hmm. is funny because, you know, I don't worry about it with Bryce Young, but I worry about it with Tank Dell. Um, you grabbing another slot guy. John Mechie's a predominant slot guy. Uh, I don't mind the Tank Dell pick. I can get behind it because obviously I'm biased. He has some really good route running that's not talked about enough. He has a cross-cut route run that he does that only I've only seen few tweets about where he – it's like a crisscross applesauce kind yeah. of route that he does. He's been doing it forever. He's perfected it. He's freaking good at it. And you're going to notice it a lot more in the NFL. 
Tank Dell is a special athlete. And when you think about it, D'Amico said, hey, I want to get the ball into hands. A playmaker's hands would be Tank Dell. I don't mind it, but I would rather – I'd like to – get someone maybe even a little bit bigger. Also, mm. that's always dependent on the draft board too, you know, but I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Yeah, no, and as we end the stream here, man, less than what we're now 23 hours away from finding out what the hell the Houston Texans are going to do. Harley, to end the stream tonight, how do you – How do you think it ends? The draft, day one? I think at the end of the day. Uh, my goodness. I want to say cooler heads prevail and we get CJ Stroud. That's what I want to say. I really do think they're going to end up with just Will Anderson at number two. And I do believe that's the route they're going to take. They're going to get a pick that is going to be very happily excited for D'Amico Ryans in the defensive system. And then at 12, you're either at 12, <laughs> at 12, you're either trading down, which I would prefer to trade down uh, unless Jackson Smith and Jig was there. I'm not sure if he's going to be there or not. Um, but I don't have a problem with trading down at 12, recuperating some more picks and possibly moving down, moving back up from day two, 33. I still do believe you're getting three day one picks. It just makes too much sense to have a third first round pick. You're picking at 33, go up to the first round, get that fifth year option. Absolutely. And how I think tomorrow ends I think it ends with C.J. Stroud, and I think it ends with Zay Flowers. Woo! I would love me some Zay Flowers. I would love me some Zay Flowers. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Bro, but if we ended up with B. John, I'm screaming. If we ended up with Will, I'm screaming. Harley, let them know where they can find you. You can find me at the lead underscore H-O-U on Twitter. You could also find me on YouTube at the lead. You can find both of us as the hosts co-hosts of the believe in texans podcast where you can go and follow the believe network check us out they have twelve thousand followers uh and we are on the ups man we're on the ups right now texans draft parties tomorrow we're definitely excited we hope to see a bunch of people there we're there to have a fun fun time regardless of the outcome we're there to, we're there to party we're there to enjoy man let's have some fun we're there to party. We're there to have fun. If you are going to the Houston Texans draft party tomorrow, we are going to be in the general lot. We don't have enough money to pay for the VIP, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have a cooler there. We're going to have the Nick Gray speaker there. We're going to have the gas there. Let's all have a good time. Let's catch a vibe, and let's do something that we normally don't do, and that is support this Houston Texans team. I am Ruben Calavillo. You can find me on 713 Houston Sportcast and believe in the Houston Texans. That is my teammate, Harley Dugan, the lead. You guys have a blessed day, and I will, and we will see you in 24 hours. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.